When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Are you frustrated and confused about how to attract new clients? Nothing you have done is working and you're tired of waiting for the phone to ring. Imagine learning the tips and tools that will help you get noticed and booked by your ideal client and paid what you're worth for your amazing services. Now's the time to make your dream a reality and the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will teach you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Hi everyone, it's Anne-Marie Cross again with you today. This is episode 162. Are you using social media in your business, but despite all of your hard work, you're just not generating the results you dreamed about? Joining me on today's show is Karina Esser. Karina is known internationally as the go-to person when it comes to social media marketing. Made redundant five times by the time she reached her mid-twenties, Karina decided enough was enough and she began her journey online. She quickly discovered a very powerful strategies and a few of them actually she'll be sharing today that would allow her to leverage the power of social media and the internet. And Karina started using Twitter to market products. Within three weeks, she had replaced her full-time income, working only two hours a day, and it's amazing. Karina now owns a social media marketing company, which helps businesses around the world leverage the power of social media without doing any of the legwork. On today's show, Karina is going to share the number one mistake that she says is being made by 99% of people on social media and how to avoid it like the plague so you stand out from the crowd. She'll also be talking about what big companies are currently doing right now to build their brand, get thousands of new followers and generate sales. I know as ambitious entrepreneurs, that's what we're looking at doing too. And also how to get your fans and followers to eagerly buy from you and make their friends do the same. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Now, I know many entrepreneurs, many ambitious entrepreneurs and business owners have dipped their toe into the pool of social media, yet unfortunately, they're not generating the results that they hoped for. So... From your experience, can you share with us how can someone profit from being on social media? Really, everyone can profit from social media and also B2B companies. A lot of companies come to me and say, we're a B2B company. How can we possibly benefit from Mm -hmm. social media? In fact, everyone can simply because of the sheer volume of people on social media. There's so many people out there. Everyone hangs out on social media and for a very long time, which is unusual usually. People browse websites, go from one website to another, but when it comes to social media, they actually stick. They're logged in all the time. And if they're not logged in from a desktop computer, they're logged in from their phone. So everyone can profit from social media as long as it's done the right way. Mm. You see, with businesses, and correct me if I'm wrong, you've probably experienced that as well, what they do is they 
agree intellectually that they have to be on social media simply because everyone's talking about it. So yes. what happens is they open a Facebook page or a Twitter profile, and then that's pretty much it. There's no thought put into it. There's no plan, no strategic plan. And usually they don't have enough knowledge to manage it. Yeah. And usually with, with small businesses, they might not have the budget to have someone in-house to manage that as well. So what happens is there's a lot of inconsistency. So they'll post something once and then nothing for a few weeks and then something again. So there's no engagement, there's no consistency, and there's no plan behind it. Why are you posting this? Why are you posting this at this specific time? It mm -hmm. has to be part of a bigger plan. Mm. And when you do have a marketing plan, a social media strategic plan, in fact, then you can profit from social media. Because what happens with a plan, you know what your goal is. You have a goal and you work towards that goal. And as you go along, the social media strategic plan always gets fine-tuned because it's not set in stone. Things might work, things might not work. Mm -hmm. and, and things you thought wouldn't work, work very well. So when you have a strategic plan, you actually have, you're tracking everything so you can do more of what works and less of what doesn't. Yeah. So once you've done that, then it's, it's a pretty much a no-brainer. Mm. You know, I think it, it's it any, happens. any strategy really, isn't it, that you're doing in your business. Take, for instance, networking. I know that that is such a great tool and a great marketing strategy for many people. Yet if they don't have a strategic plan about how they're going to introduce themselves, how they're going to follow up, the conversations that they're going to have with people, just showing up to a networking meeting, introducing yourself and hoping to leave with a handful of orders just doesn't happen. And it's similar what you're saying with social media. You have to have a strategy you have to have a plan you have to monitor it and and tweak it to ensure that that it works so in your experience then when someone does have the right plan they've got all of the and we're going to talk about some of the biggest mistakes so people can use it as a checklist in a moment but so then in your experience when people do have time and put thought into this then they really can generate some impressive results yes Absolutely. There's so many different strategies. There's the hashtag strategy. There's the contest, running a contest strategy. You name it. There's so many different strategies. At the end of the day, it's the same marketing principle as anything you do. You have to be there, consistent, have really good customer service, nurture your leads, give them good value. And when you do that, it's just the formula. You just generate sales. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, people don't take it as seriously. And I've, I've been managing hundreds of uh, businesses social media now and I see that they all have the same pattern they don't take it as seriously they think that it's just a platform where kids play mm -hmm. and, and communicate with each other so they don't take it as seriously and, and when my sales rep go to companies to sell the service one of the main objections is oh my daughter loves Facebook she'll do my Facebook for me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, they, and they delegate it to the wrong to the wrong person yes. they think it's just because you like playing around on Facebook that you actually you know will get results and it, it doesn't unfortunately work this way <laughs> let's, let's dive into the three mistakes and again for people listening today please do not just disregard oh I've heard that before because you may be doing something similar to what Karina is just going to share and and often when we hear better and we start to recognize oh maybe that's what we're not doing as best as we can you can then start to take uh, better action steps so that you can start generating the results that many other businesses are through, you know, harnessing the power of social media. So Karina, what's the first biggest mistake that you see people make on social media? 
the first one, and as I mentioned before, is not, not having a strategic plan. Mm-hmm. That's the first one, not having an editorial calendar, knowing what to post, when to post, and why you're posting what you're posting. So that's the first one. No editorial calendar, meaning no strategic marketing plan. Mm-hmm. The second one is to delegate it to the wrong person. So either the business owner does it, but he really he doesn't like it, but does it because he has to, then that's a big mistake. It has to be given to, handed over to someone who enjoys it, but not only enjoys it, actually has marketing knowledge. Right. So uh, handing it over to the wrong people, so either yourself and you don't like it or someone else who is not a marketer. That's the second mistake. Then the third mistake is inconsistency, not being consistent. Mm-hmm. So you'll post once something and then nothing for a few weeks. And unfortunately, there's so much transparency out there now with social media. Then when people see that a page or a Twitter profile hasn't been updated or has been inactive, they assume that the business is not active anymore, is not running anymore, mm-hmm. you see. So... That's also a big mistake, inconsistency and spamming. We don't realize, and I certainly didn't, when I first went to social media for marketing purposes, I thought it was just a digital notice board where I would just announce stuff I was selling, right? right. Yeah. And it's not a digital notice board. It's just a, a place where you really exchange good information with people and you communicate with people and you share good value. So treating it as a digital notice board where you just keep on selling over and over again. So that's another mistake. I call it spamming, but maybe spamming is a bit of a, too much of a harsh word. But mm-hmm. I would say confusing it with a platform like eBay or Amazon where people go there with a credit card in hand to buy, whereas on social media, that's not what people do when they go there. Yeah. So they, they're not necessarily going there to buy it. So treating it as a platform where people buy is, is a mistake. The same sort of posts all the time, the same sort of posts, like always posting the same kind of thing. You have to mix and match a little bit, share a bit of the company culture. If your company culture is to make customers happy, then make sure that your posts reflect that. Then share videos. Then show company achievements. Share testimonials, awards. Mix it up a little bit. Mix up the posts. That's another thing that people don't do is they, they always post the same kind of, of content. Of course, no engagement. That's another one. I could go on and on. Yeah. No, that's great. <laughs> no, for, for people, no engagement, yeah. For people who may not yet have ever heard of the term editorial calendar, in your experience, and for maybe a small business who have got limited resources, a so limited team, what would you say would be a, a really good, solid editorial plan just to give people an idea okay if you want to have a social media strategy that really works well for you mm-hmm. this is the kind of information well you've given us great ideas about different posts you know sharing achievements company culture maybe you know companies written an article which has got some great information in it that their ideal client would certainly love to read but how frequently should people be posting and let's give an idea of what the editorial calendar may look like I get that question quite a lot. How many times should I post? There's no right or wrong answer to that. Mm-hmm. It's whatever you you can commit to. So if you can commit to three times a day, do it three times a day. If you can commit to once a week, then commit to once a week. There's no right or wrong answer. Mm-hmm. So it's whatever you can commit to. And also 
I always compare businesses when I manage other businesses, social media, I always look at what their competitors are doing because it changes. It varies from industry to industry. So a dentist who has a local business might not need to post three times a day. He might just need to post twice a day because his competitor only posts once a week or something sure. like that. So it really depends on the industry. It depends on what the competition is doing but bottom line is whatever you can commit to because it's great to say I'll be posting three times a day but usually if that's not part of a plan then it doesn't happen mm-hmm. yeah. so th- the first step of actually setting up an editorial calendar is to actually commit to the number of posts yes. you'll, you'll be posting so that's mm-hmm. the first thing how many posts can you actually publish the second step to putting together an editorial calendar is deciding is actually deciding what the type of post so what percentage will go to company culture what percentage will go to company achievements what percentage will go to industry news so you decide so you, it could look like 5% company achievements 20% industry news 30% promotional updates then 15% could be it could be sending traffic to your blog mm-hmm so that's what a, a editorial calendar looks like. Yeah. It literally looks just like a calendar. And, you know, hearing you explain that, and firstly, it would just make sense, commit to how many you're going to post if that's three times a day for the weekdays. Okay, well, that means Monday through to Friday. It, what, what time are we going to send that through? Okay, what are we going to dedicate that time on or, or those posts? You know, is it going to be an inspirational post, whatever it might be? Then that calendar is starting to come to fruition then someone plans okay what is the post going to be and I think when we start to put pen to paper and start to plan it it becomes far more effective because then you can find someone who's going to to run that for you someone who's going to manage it someone who's going to you know see that it gets done and then you can have that consistency so that's a great overview for someone who may never have before ever created an editorial plan Karina, in your experience, because you said the point number two was not having the right person in Mm -hmm. place to really oversee this. What would you say in your experience would be some of the top qualities that an organization should be looking for when they're hiring someone or even if they're going to outsource this? What are some of the key things they should be keeping an eye out for? Well, like anything else is really experience. Who have you done this with before and what results did you get? So that's the first thing. The second thing when I hire social media managers is do you actually enjoy it? Because, you know, social media is not for everyone. Some people is just too tedious for them. So do you actually enjoy it? And number three is do you keep up with industry news? Because social media changes all the time. And so if you don't have an interest in social media in the first place, then it's very likely you won't be keeping up to date with the changes. For me, social media interests me. It's something that (laughs) I'm not passionate about it, but I actually have a genuine interest for it. So every time this news item that has to do with social media, I'm the first one who will read about it. So the third point is basically keeping up to date with the changes, because if you don't, then you end up doing quite a few things wrong. I mean, Facebook changes all the time. One week you're allowed to do that, the next week you're not. And then again, you're allowed to. So you have to keep up with the changes all the time. So Mm. that's another thing I look for when I hire a social media manager. And of course, marketing experience, knowing how to market something, knowing what good words to use, what not so good words to use, how to promote a product without making it sound like a really hard sell. 
some basic knowledge of marketing is important. Yeah, great, great points. And I think also too, when you think about the person who is going to manage this and maybe even help writing the information, when you think every piece of content, every piece of information you are sharing, it is communicating your brand. So you want to have someone there that does know what they're doing, that is aware of the company culture and the brand message, the persona, all of those kinds of things. Because if you get the wrong person and you tweet something or put something on Facebook that can potentially damage and tarnish your brand, your company's reputation, that means that really you need to do a lot of putting out the fires. So it's better off to find someone who can say the right things and keep it, you know, professional than just hiring someone who may not have the level of professionalism that you're looking for. Yes? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it is basically a way to put forward your voice, you know, social media. So it's important that the person who actually takes over your social media, should you decide to outsource it, delegate it, basically is aligned with the mission and the vision of the company. Mm -hmm. And us business owners, we sometimes forget to share it with our team. And I'm the first one to admit that. I have a very clear mission and vision statement, sorry, for my company. And I haven't really shared it with a lot of people. So it's important if you're going to delegate it, to someone that they actually share the mission and the vision of the company because when they do then it's easy for them to be in your voice Mm -hmm. and in the brand's voice. Yeah and I think the planning as you said once you plan it and you have some key parameters like the mission, the purpose, the the message that you want to share then everything aligns and can all move forward to getting the best results. Let's talk about some of the strategies that perhaps you've used, perhaps you've used with your clients that have really worked well in getting more followers and more fans. There's very many. (laughs) Is there such a thing as very many? Yeah. Uh, Right. I'll say that the the easiest one, the fastest one, I think is contests, running contests. Mm -hmm. Because with contests, one of the rules is for the person to be eligible to win is to actually share the contest. So you can really benefit from word of mouth without paying a, a cent to talk about free marketing, right? right? So you can really benefit from word of mouth with contest and it doesn't appear as if you're promoting yourself. It just generally appears like, hey, do this or take, follow this action and then you might win something. Mm-hmm. So that works really well and people love joining contests. So as long as the contest, the prize at the end has perceived value, so it cannot be something free just for the sake of giving something away f- for free. Yes. When I tell people to run competitions, they're like, oh, yeah, I'll just, I have a free ebook or I'll get a PLR book, and it doesn't really work that way. Don't give away something for free because it's convenient. Mm-hmm. Give something that has perceived value where people will fight for it. Yeah. For those people who have not heard the term PLR, what does that acronym stand for? Private label rights. So mm-hmm. it's basically other people's content that you can use to either sell or give away. Yeah. And I think uh, also too, it really much is determining on your strategy. Who are the people that you want to attract? I mean, I've seen some companies who have run, you know, competitions that may give away an iPad or something like that. Yet, if they really boil it down to who's their ideal client, these people may get on their list. But as soon as they start to nurture that list, they're going to hop off it straight away. So you want to kind of also in your strategy, think about who are the clients that we're trying to attract, what is the the piece of content or or the tool or whatever resource that we're giving away, is that going to attract our ideal clients so they'll want to stay as part of our community. So these are all things that you want to think about as part of the strategy, yes? 
Absolutely. And I was going to mention iPads because a few years ago, and it's funny, you mentioned that a few years ago, it was really a trend. Everyone was giving away free iPads. But then again, as you said, you only attract people wanting the iPad and who mm. might not become potential prospect or a long-term customer at the end. So I find that it's actually good to give away your premium service or premium product for free mm-hmm. so that you know that the, the the people that are joining actually are genuinely interested in, in that service, but they might not be able to afford it, let's say. So that's, I think it's a very good idea to actually give away one of your products or services. And it's also a good way to market your products and services without being too obvious. Mm. So, uh, for example, from time to time, we run a contest where, you know, my social media company, we do social media marketing for businesses and we have a premium service that's $1,000 a month. And if someone joins for the year, it's, it's $12,000 a year. And the, the prize is one year of premium service worth mm-hmm. $12,000. And it's, it's true value because it's how much people have paid to do it. So, give away something that you sell at a high price. And it's worth it because you'll get a lot of word of mouth and you'll get a very happy customer who will spread the word about you. And it's also an opportunity to market your products again without being too obvious. Yeah, I love that idea. And I know you didn't do this, Karina, and I'm sure many of your clients won't do this, but I I wanted to mention this because this did happen at an event. Someone gave away their service offering, so their package, but the prize was 50% off. So in other words, the prize winner had to pay the 50% to be able to get into that program. That is not what you're talking about. This is gifting that as a prize that someone doesn't have to spend any money, yes? Uh, Yes, no (laughs) hidden charges, please. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Okay, so competitions really work well. Are there any other things that you're doing that is working really well to get followers and fans? Well, combining offline and online strategies, so online strategies would be, of course, to post regularly, to to tag other pages when you're posting something on Facebook, for example, or Twitter, tag other profiles in your posts. Mm -hmm. So tagging works really well because what happens now is when you tag a page, and before you weren't allowed to tag a page, a page wasn't allowed to tag a page, but now you can, which is great. What happens is the people who have liked the page that you have tagged might see your post in their timeline, so it really increases your reach for free. So that's mm-hmm. a, a really good way to get more more fans and followers. If you have an advertising budget, not many people do, but if, if you have, then Facebook ads, Twitter ads, LinkedIn ads work really well. It really boosts your profile. So if, if you have $1,000 to spend on that, then, then do so. It's worth it. Because then once you reach a certain number of fans or followers, it kind of grows organically. You don't have to push as hard. Mm-hmm. So these are the, the main online strategies. Also, adding your handle, your Twitter handle, your, your, your Facebook page at the bottom of, a, of your email signature. Mm-hmm. So again, reminding people that they can continue the conversation on social media. Always just being there, your, your your Facebook and your Twitter at the bottom of your emails or the widgets on your website on the top right-hand side that redirect your, to your social media. So let's say someone, you've spent a lot of money driving traffic to your website and then bounce rate is, is really high. So people who see your, your Facebook and your Twitter widget, they can then become Twitter followers and Facebook fans. And when you nurture them, they can become loyal customers. So mm-hmm. it, it kind of cancels the the bounce rate yeah and bounce rate for those people that's when someone comes to your website and then just leaves straight away isn't it that's classified as bounce rate 
Yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah, just for those people who may not be familiar with the terms. And I think from what you're saying, it really is having some key strategies in place and being consistent. It's like the example that I gave, you know, if you go to a networking event and, and hope to walk away with orders, it doesn't work. Someone may need to see, to read a couple of your posts, to, you know, see graphics or videos that you're sharing. And over time, you're building the know, like and trust, which I think is is really important. Just because it's online doesn't mean instant it's just like offline's not instant it takes a little time so it's all consistency which is very important and if something isn't working over time you know even though you've been consistent then that's great celebrate it because then you can revisit it okay what do we need to change what do we need to improve do we need to try different times that we're posting so these are all things that we can tweak when we're monitoring and seeing what kind of results so what would you say would be the best way to monetize social media because we're putting all of these things in place that you've just shared with us. So these are great things that we need to do. So once we we are doing that, how do we then best monetize? I've tried many things. Mm -hmm. I've tried directly selling. So a few years ago, that worked well. So I didn't have my own products a few years ago. So I would send them to affiliate products. So affiliate products is basically other people's product for which you get paid a commission every time you sell them. Mm -hmm. So I used to send people directly to your sales page. Now, it used to work really well. I made a full-time living doing that. But then the game kind of changed. Everyone... Everyone started doing that. You know, we marketers, we ruin everything. You know, we, we, we do too much of one thing and then it stops working. Yeah. So um, now what I do instead and I get a better return on investment is I build my list. So I send people to free offers. So I, I use social media to not only nurture my existing customers and provide customer service. I get a few customers there asking me customer service related questions. But I also use it to give away free things in exchange for people's names and emails. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll write a free report. I'll create a video, whatever. And uh, people need to opt in to submit their name and email to get it. So I build my list. And then with my list, what I do is I promote webinars by email. So I promote webinars and I, on the webinars I sell my, my services and I also use my list to promote my events. So I've got a, an events company and we do events about four to five times a year. So mm. I also use it to promote my events. So that's pretty much how I monetize it. It's not too complicated. It's just a list building tool for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And so I think that's so important for people to recognize that you are not directly selling on social media. You are using it as a platform to get in front of people. And then from there, you're building a relationship. And that's just so important, isn't it? And so through the list, through attending your webinars, through absorbing the content that you're sharing, that they're not necessarily yet paying for, because you're providing great value, Karina, when you do launch a paid program or an event or something like that, people know and trust you already and think, well, that's been really great content. I can only imagine what this is going to, that's going to help me. And and that's how you then build the back end and and the money kind of flows from there. Yes? Absolutely. It's it's become harder and harder to sell directly on social media Mm -hmm. unless they go through a certain funnel. For for me, my funnel is very basic. You opt in, then I send you an email and I I invite you to uh, watch a webinar. A, A funnel can be more complex than that. 
but my one is very simple. As long as they go through a certain process where yes. they get to know and like you and trust you, if, if they don't, then it's really hard to make a sale. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, lots, lots and lots of information. And I'm sure for people who uh, have been dipping their toe into the pool of social media and, and things aren't, you know, clicking as, as they would have hoped, you've certainly given them some food to thought. And if they want to find out more information, find out about your services, how can they do that? I have a website. There's a website called socialmediaworldwide.com. So that's socialmediaworldwide.com. And it's just basically lists our services and what we can do for people. We basically are a social media marketing agency and we help businesses leverage the power of social media. Without having to do all the tedious work, we get to do all that and have fun. And if they want to watch a short video, then it's socialmediaworldwide.com forward slash video. So um, there's a short introduction video there for people if they want to find out more. And they can get in touch with me on Facebook or Twitter. I, I answer my messages personally. So for Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash SMW online. And for Twitter, it's at SMW online as well. So there you go. Terrific. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Karina. Lots of valuable information. We'll also put all of the links that Karina shared on our show notes. So pop on over to ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash AES162. You can get all of those details there. Now, if this is the very first time you are joining us on the show, it really has been an honor to spend the last 30 or so minutes with you. Would you go ahead and subscribe to our iTunes channel? That would be fabulous. All you need to do is go to Ambitious Entrepreneur network.com forward slash AES iTunes and while you're over there to to share our message to also give it a rating and and, uh, leave a comment there too what that does is it helps us get our message out to many other ambitious entrepreneurs as well so just like this week we were speaking with the expert in social media Karina next week we've got another guest expert so I do hope you'll join me bye for now bye Karina bye been listening to the ambitious entrepreneur show do you want to promote your business to tens of thousands of other ambitious entrepreneurs both nationally and internationally i invite you to reach out and learn more about our customized sponsorship packages by emailing be a sponsor at ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com that's be a sponsor at ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com and we'll send you out further details This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.